Hey everybody, this is Vicki Adkins here. I'm happy to be back with you. I have, uh, I'm going to try to be brief because I know it's, I'm, I'm going to try to make myself stay in a time frame just because I know everybody's got other things to do, but I, I want to encourage you to listen to this word because I, I think it's a wake-up call for a lot of people that are calling themselves followers of Christ. Um, and a lot of people that are really struggling right now with what's going on in the world. And I don't need to go into all of the, you know, I don't need to go into all of it because we all know economies are falling apart. People are out of work. Uh, people are afraid of viruses. People are afraid of getting sick. People are dying. Lots of stuff going on. The media is doing its usual thing that it does, and uh, politicians are doing their usual thing that they do. Um, people are teaching doctrines that are not sound. People are, te are telling people everything's okay and going to be okay, and that God only wants good things for There's just so much stuff out there that's not real. And the Lord's been talking to me because I keep I keep hearing different people say, I don't know what to believe. I don't know. Do you think this is true? Do you think that's true? Do you think this is real? And, and all of that. And this morning when I was spending time with the Lord, he continued with something he's been talking to me about for several weeks, but I really wanted to have the time to be able to uh, sit down in the quiet and listen to him. And I heard him say, let go. And then I heard him say, tethered. Um, now, if you look up the word tethered, it, it has to do with an animal being chained or tied to something so that a, a rope or a chain so that its, its movements are restricted. And uh, this all has to do with a message that he started giving to me a few weeks ago when he said one day a piece of the Lord's Prayer. He kept saying it. I kept hearing it over and over. This one part of the Lord's, Lord's Prayer was where it says, your rod and your staff, your rod and your staff. And the Lord said, correction and direction, correction and direction. And uh, his rod, you know, the word of God, God's love for it, his correction, his correction, like a shepherd with a rod to correct, to make uh to help bring uh, his his flock back to where it's supposed to be and direction, his staff, where he leads them. He takes them here. He takes them there, the, you know, the shepherd's hook where he, you know, he'll pull them back on the path. But a lot of people say, well, those are both the same thing. Well, all I know is that the Lord said correction and direction. And that's what he's, that's what he wants to do with us right now, because the time is short. It's shorter than it's ever been. I don't care if people think that I'm a doom and gloom person. I believe that we are in the end times. I believe we've reached a point now where the Lord is telling his people, you better repent because you're running out of time. And he reminds me, even when I say that, he reminds me of Noah and the flood and the ark and the opportunity the people had to repent, but they would not do it. He's speaking now, not just to the world, calling the world to uh, come to him. He's speaking to the body of Christ. 
there are a few things that he he told me and uh, I'm going to try to keep them <laughs> I'm going to try to be brief and I'm going to try to keep them in uh, an order that makes sense uh, because sometimes there's just so much that floods in I, I don't always I don't always get it out very well okay so this morning I was spending time with him and I'll, I'll start with this this morning I was spending time with him and he showed me a person standing on uh, kind of like on a hill and this person was holding on to all of these kite strings that had kites attached to the end of them, flying all of these kites. And there were so many strings that they, they weren't just up in front of them. There were strings all the way around this person, holding on to all these kites, trying to keep them flying, trying to control, trying to make sure, because the wind was blowing, trying to make sure that nothing crashed and hit the ground, not, you know, just all different kinds of kites, trying to keep them in the air. Now... Kites represent two things. Kites are, first of all, if you look up the word kites, a kite is not just something that people play with to fly in the air. A kite is a bird of prey. And, um, and this has to do with the deception and the distraction that the enemy is really very effectively keeping a lot of people in turmoil over. People are being distracted by the coronavirus. People are being distracted by false teachings. People are being distracted by um, the media, by politics, by loss of jobs, by uh, the economy, by, the, my goodness sakes, uh, relationships that have gone awry. There's so much distraction. And all of these are birds of prey, every one of them is a bird of prey that's attached to a kite string. Now, if you, if you think about it, if you're struggling because you can't figure out, well, what am I supposed to do about this? And what am I supposed to be doing about that? And am I supposed to believe this preacher or this preacher? And what about this guy over here? He says, the Lord's coming before the tribulation starts. It looks pretty bad right now. He must be coming any time. Or is he coming in the middle of the tribulation? Other people think that. Or is he coming at the end of the tribulation? When, you know, when's the Lord coming? Well, this prophet said this, but it doesn't seem to line up with the word. But I'm confused because I understand that this prophet is a big man of God or a big woman of God and they're supposed to know these things and I don't know that much so I guess I better listen to them and on and on and on and on and on it goes lots of strings lots of distraction and destruction going on people are losing their relationships with the Lord because they're walking away from them not paying attention to him they're being distracted by all of these things and all of these birds of prey. <sighs> okay. So now I'm going to go to the other part of this experience this morning. And there are some other things he told me, but I want to, I want to share this experience first. Um, the other part of it was, first the person is standing over here holding on to all these strings. So many, they and those strings are basically controlling them because that person is afraid if they let go of something, what if they let go of the wrong thing? What if they're supposed to be holding on to all these things? Okay, now, and we're going to equate that person to the five foolish virgins because that's what the Lord did with me this morning. The five foolish virgins. They know the Lord. They're waiting for the Lord but they're totally being distracted right now. And remember in scripture where Jesus said, uh, 
their lamps were not filled. They didn't have the oil in their lamps. When he came, they weren't prepared. They were distracted. They were doing other things. In the word, it says that they were all 10 sleeping. All all 10 virgins were sleeping. That's being asleep. Being distracted by all of the things that are going on in the world, being distracted by anything that's not him, that's not what he wants you to know or to do or spending time with him, those are all distractions and they are destruction. So, okay, so there are the five foolish virgins flying their kites, sleeping, being worried, being worried, being worried. Okay, now the other part It's so interesting. A hawk just flew overhead. Okay. The other part of this experience this morning, um, there was a, we're on the hill and there's the uh, person standing there holding onto the kites. Okay. And then here over to the right of that person was a desk, just a plain desk, an old wooden desk. Um, And there was a personage standing next to that desk. And the person who had been flying, who was flying the kites, had the invitation to come and be seated at the desk. On the desk was a Bible that was open. And, uh, and the Lord showed me that inside of the Bible, it was just, when you open the book, it was just all these beautiful jewels, beautiful jewels. Well, when a person goes and sits, he showed me that when a person goes and sits at that desk and opens the word, as they continue to study and to be filled with his word and come to know him better, their pockets begin to fill up with jewels. And I was thinking about that going, well, well, that's an interesting thing. Why would pockets? And he said, because that's where you store things. (laughs) Okay. That's where people put things in their pockets. And then the other thing that happened, first their pockets filled and then their mouths filled to overflowing to the point where Uh, their cheeks were so full of, their mouth was so full of jewels that they had, as they spent time in the word, that they began to fill up with so many jewels that their cheeks were just all puffed out like a chipmunk's cheeks. And when that person got up and started walking away from the desk, then uh, those jewels, it was like they just dropped they left them in their path all the, you know, all along the path. All these jewels were just kind of dropping off of them. So those are the five wise virgins. That's what the Lord said. Those are the five wise virgins, the ones that are spending time with him, being filled up. In, in scripture, the Lord called it uh, oil, being filled with the, uh, they had oil in their lamps. I believe that the personage standing next to uh, the person sitting at the desk, the individual at the desk, I believe that's Holy Spirit. And because the Lord said, we don't even need a human being to teach us. He teaches us by his spirit, that he would send his spirit when we make the decision to remain, abide, dwell in him. Remember Yeshua said in the book of John that he would come and abide and remain in us. So I believe that was Holy Spirit. He was showing me that that's what happens. Holy Spirit comes. He makes, you know, he fills us. He teaches us as we spend time with the Lord. We don't get all distracted by what's going on in the world. We keep our attention on, on Father. I, I know that times are really hard and scary for a lot of people. But they're only going to get worse. I, you know, I'm amazed. I, I read uh, something this morning. Somebody was responding to uh, something that 
was written, not by me, by someone else. And this person said, well, I just can't even believe because all it took was praying. And Abraham actually prayed, well, if there are um, 10 righteous people, will you save the city and where Lot was and all that. But we're not in that time now. We are in the time of the end. We are in the time where the Lord is coming soon, but he's not coming until, just like it talks about in Matthew 24, he is not going to come and snatch his people out of here. Oh, I get so... I get so frustrated when I hear that because so many people believe that. So many people believe that God's just going to come and take us out of here, and then he's going to come back, bring us back with him, and then he's going to, uh, what, take us out again? What? I don't care what anybody reads anywhere else in the Bible. I read the Lord himself, his words, where he said, after that tribulation, then I'm going to send my angels. They're going to gather the wheat and the tares into barns, and then I'm going to bring my people. It is not going to get better. I don't care if people think I'm a doom and gloom prophet or if I, I don't even, I don't even call myself a prophet. I, I just consider myself a watchman on the wall who hears what the Lord's saying. And my responsibility to you is to do what he's given me to do. And that is to call you to wake up, to be faithful, to get close to him, to be faithful to the covenant you made with him. If you have told him you're giving your life to him, don't get distracted. Don't let all of the stuff that the world's doing distract you because the enemy stands behind the distraction. Distraction is destruction. That's what the Lord said this morning. Distraction equals destruction. When we get distracted, we are destroyed. We are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. We're destroyed for lack of spending time with him to get to know him, to know what he has to say, to, to let him be in charge of us. Um, you know, I've been hearing a lot of people saying, well, I surrender. Oh, oh, thank you, Father. This struck me for the first time really hard the other day. I couldn't figure out why it's bothered me for such a long time. There was something that wasn't right about it, but I couldn't put my finger on it. And the Lord pointed it out the other day. How many times have you heard people say, uh, well, I, uh, they call it a sinner's prayer where, Lord, I know I'm a sinner and please forgive me and Jesus come and live in my heart. No, <laughs> no. I'm sorry, but here's what the Lord says about that. I didn't tell you I'm going to come and live in your heart. I said, lay your life down. Come and follow me. Take up your cross. Come and follow me. You supposedly died for me like I died for you. So your life isn't your own. I'm not going to come and live in your heart so you can just keep doing whatever you want to do. And then, you know, it's going to be okay because I'm living in your heart. It's not like that at all. He said, lay your life down. Die for me. I died for you. The Lord died for us. The Lord wants a bride who will die for him. All that means is we don't say, come and live inside of my heart. Will you come and live inside of my heart? That's not his desire. His desire is to make us brand new to, for us. And the only way that happens, I mean, he, he'll forgive us for our sins and, and all of that. When we ask him, we give our lives to him, we ask him, but we have to do the giving our lives to him. The wise virgin is seated at the table, filling herself up with the jewels of Christ, getting to know him more, spending time with him more, 
filling her lamp. She's not distracted by watching movie after movie after movie or playing video game after video game. She's not distracted leaning over the fence, gossiping to the neighbors about the other neighbor across the street or the person down the road or whatever. She's not living in the past of her life and the things that happened to her or to people that she knows and loves. And isn't that an awful thing? And I tried to do this. She is present in the moment with the Lord. She is spending time in his word, spending time in relationship with him. She's moving forward. I'm going to refer back to an experience I had weeks ago that I shared in another video where the Lord said, get behind me. Stop looking. All of the distraction out there will destroy you. You will be confused. You'll be, and the enemy will take you out. That's what he said. There are going to be people that'll be taken out because they don't even know. And they won't even know they've been taken out because they haven't gotten behind me, haven't stayed behind me, haven't let me lead them. They have not followed me. They've just gone ahead and, oh, this thing over here looks appealing or that thing over there looks appealing. And the Lord's going, get behind me. Don't hold on to this. If you're holding on to strings for, that have kites on the other end of them, whether they're paper kites that are flying and you're just playing games, or they're those birds of prey, which is really what those are, those birds of prey that have come to rob, kill, and destroy, to steal your time with the Lord, to steal the assignment he has for you, to steal the truth from you to steal the truth from you, to get you to believe what this preacher is saying that has absolutely no scriptural foundation, and instead to listen to what that person's saying because, well, it makes sense, and they're in authority. They should know what they're talking about. Your responsibility and mine is to give before Father and to have that relationship with him one-on-one. -on -one. I can't even listen anymore to almost, I, I don't, you know, I'm, I don't watch TVN. I don't watch... I don't watch any of that stuff anymore. I don't watch the Christian networks. I don't watch this stuff. My responsibility to my father and for my uh, relationship with him is for me to know him. Nobody else can do that for me. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got an idea. My responsibility in the body of Christ that I hear is to continue to call people to repentance, come back to him, come back to him, come back to the one who created you. Stop worrying about whether people think, stop worrying about what's going on with the economy or the world or the virus or the politicians or who's going to win the next election or, or, uh, if you have relationship that's broken, take it to him. He's the only one that can fix it properly. So. Um, so this is supposed to be a word of encouragement. I hope it is because the Lord said there's correction and direction. He brings us back. Sometimes we just get off and we don't know why we're off and we don't know why we're confused or why we're struggling. And that's when he takes his rod and says, come on back over here. This is the correction. You've been looking at the wrong things. You've been thinking about the wrong things. You've been doing the wrong things or saying the wrong things. You've been living in the past. You've been, uh, You've been doing things you shouldn't have been doing, whatever they are. Okay. And he says, okay, there's the correction. Now here's the direction I have for you to go. I want you to get close to me. I want you to get in my word. I want you to stop listening to people that tell you God's doing a new thing. You don't even have to pay attention to the Bible. That's old news. He, he said, I want you to get into my word. I want you to get into intimacy with me so you can hear what I'm trying to teach you in the word. And if you don't understand what you're reading, ask me to teach you. I'm not saying that he doesn't use people, but I'm saying our first responsibility is not to go running to people. 
not to make somebody else be that Holy Spirit that was standing next to the desk. But our first responsibility is to turn to him and say, what do you want me to know about this? Show me where I'm not believing the truth. And Father, show me where I'm holding on to strings that have nothing to do with you, that are only birds of prey that have come to steal my time, steal my faith, steal my strength, steal my uh, my work for you in this life, steal my peace, steal my understanding. Show me. I'm going to tell you, he really wants to do that. He wants you and me to only come to him and say, okay, you show me, you tell me what you want me to, tell me what you want me to do. Tell me what you want me to know. Help me, Lord, because I'm stuck and I need your help. And then he may say, well, I want you to call this person because I've given them some understanding about this very subject and they can help you with some counsel, but you need to bring everything back to me and say, okay, was that you? (laughs) Brothers and sisters, God loves us so much. He loves us so much that he's willing to correct us. We are in the end times. We are coming to a time where time to prepare is running out. Don't believe the lies anymore. Don't pay attention to the distraction. This is the last thing. When uh, money is printed, there are people that are responsible in the government or wherever they're responsible for this to know uh, everything about those bills that are made. And um, and I remember hearing a story years ago of someone saying, well, how do you know it's counter... You know, you have to learn all the different... They learn how to, when, how to recognize counterfeit money. And uh, the story went, it's probably very true. <laughs> you don't study the counterfeit, you study the genuine. So go to the genuine, go to the authority, go to the author and finisher of your faith and mine, go to the one who created you and me, who knows exactly the plans he has for each one of us, who knows exactly how to get us where he wants us to be, who has trials he's definitely going to take us through. We are not going to, it's not going to be a piece of cake. That's not what God has called us to. He's called us just like, like his son to suffer, to lay down our lives, to give up what we want and say to him, not my will, but yours be done. So let go of all of the strings, let go of all of the kites, let those birds of prey go and go sit down at the desk, feast on the word of God, fill yourselves up your lamp with the oil, or as in the experience this morning, Feast yourself on those jewels that that his word contains. God bless you. I will talk to you hopefully soon and uh, no fear. And I I think before I go and pray over you just real quickly, Father, I know that uh, you are good. You're holy. Your word says your name is holy. So we come to you holy. We ask you to have your way in all of us, to help us see the things where we've believed lies, where we've been following wrong things. Help us see the strings we're holding on to so we can let go of them because they're distraction, they're destruction. They come to steal, to rob, kill, and destroy. And help us find our way to that desk if we're not there already, Lord. Help us find that our way to that place where we are coming to know you more and more and more because we are living and breathing in your word and uh, walking in the path you have for each one of us. We praise your name. You are holy, 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 almighty God. And we thank you and praise you for all these things in the name of our Savior, Yahuwah, Jesus, Yeshua, 
Everybody says it different, Lord. Bring us all to understanding about what your name is, Savior. In your name we pray. Amen. God bless you all. I hope to be back talking to you soon. Till then, take care. Bye.